This is a tale of ancient times, an era where the Holy War has finally ended. After 3,000 years, all the clans are finally at peace. When the seven deadly sins defended all the realms by defeating the Demon King and the Supreme Deity, they were once again considered heroes. 16 years after the defeat of the Demon King, the Supreme Deity and Kath'Pelug, a new problem has arisen. A new group of knights has emerged wielding the power of chaos, becoming an enemy to anyone that is against them. They are the Holy Knights of Camelot. A prophecy was foretold that four knights would rise up against them to stop their treachery, yet possibly destroying the world in the process. Representing the four disasters, famine, pestilence, war, and death, their destiny intertwined by a thread. Only time will tell what fate has in store for these young children. Though young and inexperienced, these four knights are ready to rise to the occasion to defend Britannia from all evil. With the Holy War finally ending, chaos has appeared. An entity responsible for everything that has taken place in this story. An entity that was once sealed away forever, never to be seen again. An uncontrollable force of nature that the demons feared, yet the goddesses praised. This entity known as chaos was responsible for the birth of all the races. The birth of the demon king. The birth of the supreme deity, the world tree. Everything that you know that was created. Everything that even breathes life into the world of the seven deadly sins was created by chaos itself. This is the power of God that we're talking about here. With the demon king being defeated in the last episode, the last season of seven deadly sins. And the supreme deity being defeated in the new movie that was just released, Cursed by Light. Chaos is finally making a move. Keep in mind, we already got a, an appetizer of what chaos is capable of. Plug showed us that chaos is no joke. If not controlled, not controlled, it can destroy the universe. And if controlled, it can destroy, it can destroy the, universe. the universe. But guess who is now the newest master of chaos? It is none other than Arthur Pendragon, the king of Camelot himself. You know, I'm not going to lie, this was an amazing twist of the story. One of the weakest characters, yet the exact same character with the most potential was given the strongest power to utilize in this series. Like, this guy is pretty much God right now. This guy has the Infinity Gauntlet with all the Infinity Jewels. This guy's Thanos. I'm going to give you a round of applause. I'm going to give you a round of applause because, you know... That just means more content. But just like my, my nigga Uncle Ben always said, with great power comes great responsibility. And truthfully, in my eyes, I don't even think that he's able to handle it. Keep in mind, Arthur's still a child. And even in the end of Seven Deadly Sins, I can slowly but surely see his mindset, his perspective change on how things should be in the human world. Especially, We were even given another glimpse when he was burying all the people that died in the end of the Holy War in the latest movie, Cursed by Light, he just looked like a depressed person. He just looked like he was a person that was forever disappointed in himself. And the fact that he absorbed Cathplug and the type of person that I got to see Cathplug was, he definitely took advantage of that mind state within Arthur. Which I already know is a problem. I already know now that Arthur... It's possibly being possessed because let's keep it a stack. Even though we might think that he's controlling chaos, is he really though? Because it's chaos. The word speaks for itself. It's chaos. Arthur didn't used to be like this. So my little theory is 
there's two Arthurs because chaos is such a unique power. It wouldn't be so out of the loop for him to possibly be able to clone himself. But there's an evil side and a good side. And right now, the evil side is just taking over. And the good side really has no way of getting out and speaking for himself, maybe. I see a change where I believe that he is slowly but surely turning evil. It might not necessarily be evil. I think, he once again, he just has a certain way that he thinks that the world should be ran. Just like, similar to... Injustice Superman or similar to Sinbad from Maggie. They just think that now that they are the strongest creature, the strongest species, the one singular strongest character that they think that they should rule and everyone else should obey them. And so that they can hold all the responsibility and keep the world safe, a better place. But the twist is with Arthur, I believe that he only wants a safe place for human beings. All the other races can go. They can get deleted for all he cares. So that means clearly Miliotis has a has a problem. Elizabeth has a problem. Bon has a problem. His wife's a fairy. King and Diane have a problem. Gauther has a problem. He's not human. He's a puppet. And unfortunately, I guess, I can't say Merlin, but you know what? No, Merlin's going to have a problem too because Merlin's going to have to eventually fight the seven deadly sins. Her, her old team. Now, I understand Miliotis gave her the responsibility of taking care of Arthur, but yo, do your fucking job, dog. You see, with this story, it's not about the seven deadly sins. It's about the four nights of apocalypse. You see, a prophecy was seen that said and stated that four knights would rise up against King Arthur and stop his plans. Now, King Arthur is clearly trying to put a stop to that. So he's been trying to look for the four potential knights of apocalypse. Things are getting spicy here. And it just started. Two out of the four knights of apocalypse, or the potential four knights of apocalypse, have already been shown. One of them was shown on the last episode of Seven Deadly Sins, and it's Tristan. The child of Elizabeth and Miliotis. Bloody Ellie and the demon king Miliotis. Now, if this kid is not strong, I'm going to be heavily disappointed. But obviously, he is strong because, yeah, look at your parents. These are heavy hitters. And then we have the second candidate, who is Lancelot. Lancelot is Bond's child and Elaine's child. I personally appreciated the fact that this new story didn't start off with the seven deadly sins. Because this immediately made me think about them. This made me think that, did Arthur get so strong that he actually managed to defeat the seven deadly sins? Are they dead? Maybe they're running away. Are they sealed somewhere? Who knows? But there's this type of mystery that I enjoy in the beginning of new stories. Because it allows me to ask the big questions. The question that I guess everyone that... Anyone that ever watches anime asks themselves. You get what I mean? The story starts off with a new character and his name is Percival. He appears to be a young child, but he's actually 16. And he's living on top of the clouds with his grandfather at a place called the God's Finger. And 
you know, when they were living happily together, the grandpa really wanted Percival to go and explore the world. He wanted more for him, but Percival made it seem as if he was complacent and he was just happy to live with the grandpa. But that wasn't actually the case. His life changes when a holy knight appears to kill Percival's grandfather. This guy is none other than Ironside. Unfortunately, there's a twist to this. Ironside is Percival's father. And you know what that means? The grandpa that Percival's staying with, Ironside killed his own pops. That's fucked up. How messed up do you have to be to immediately try and finish your son and your grandpa clearly killing your own bloodline in the first episode? So I'm curious to see what he's got going on. Now, he was sent there to assassinate Percival's grandpa because Percival's grandpa had actually deserted Kamala. For whatever reason, he deserted and took something. So after grandpa's death, Percival ends up going on a journey of his own to figure out why Ironside did what he did and what the world really looks like. So this is where the Fortnite of Apocalypse officially starts. Now, just like any main story, as the story continues, Percival discovers more of his own powers, his own strengths. He was already a durable kid, an already resilient kid, a very strong kid to begin with. But as he fights more of his enemies, he realizes that he has his own magic powers and it's actually hero magic. And, and the thing about hero magic is actually a very unique power. It gives him the powers of destruction, gives him the powers to clone, gives him the powers to create golems, gives him the power to heal. In some ways, he's actually very unbeatable. Certain companions he meets, he meets Donnie, who is actually Hauser's nephew. He meets Sin, who is a talking fox. And there are some similarities from Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, he meets Nasians, and the thing about Nasians is that he's a part fairy, and to me, he kind of looks like King, and he kind of looks like Diane, which kind of made me think that he's possibly a candidate for the Four Nights of Apocalypse, but who knows? This is all speculation, all theory. We'll find out later. And then there's also Anne. Anne is an inspiring female holy knight. And the thing about Anne, though, and the thing about Anne, though, is she has the powers to tell whether or not someone is lying or not. For whatever reason, whenever someone is telling them a lie, she's able to look them and see whether or not they've been tainted with blackness, darkness. So if they're lying, there will be a shroud of darkness that will cover them. His goal changes a little bit once he discovers that it's Arthur that's causing all this mayhem that exists within the world right now. And he wants to defeat Arthur, but still wants to discover as to why Ironside did what he did. My question is, who is the last Four Nights of Apocalypse? As our young heroes continue their journey with more obstacles ahead of them, together with his friends, Percival searches for King Arthur. With Anne, Donnie, Nassines, and Sin, he travels across the lands to find Leones. Still wrapped in mystery about who the four Knights of Apocalypse truly are, Percival resolves himself to move forward after accepting his fate and learning the truth about his father. It's only a matter of time before the four Knights of Apocalypse are revealed and chaos corrupts us all. Is it possible to save the Knights in time? Will our heroes destroy the world or save it? Only time will tell.